This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Timotu, NPR. They are the hosts of our local LGBTQI plus rainbow programme and podcast, Palmy Pride. And they are looking at the history of New Zealand music through a rainbow lens. Please welcome Cam and Matt from Palmy Pride. Whoa, kia ora, I'm Cam. Kia ora. And that's Matt over there. Uh, we, are one, we are one down. We normally have uh, a third one, the wonderful Andy. However, he called in sick, didn't provide a sick note, so um, <laughs> we'll be dealing to him later yeah. with glitter. Um, yeah, there will be hell to pay. Yes. For sure. It was really interesting, this whole process, when, when I was asked to think about... Um, um, LGBT music in New Zealand, and, and my first response was, "What? <laughs> have we got any? Did anything happen? Where have I been? <laughs> How did I miss it?" Um, and and looking back, um, in growing up in, in New Zealand in Christchurch, and the music I encountered there, it, a lot of it was certainly imported. Um, so there was a lot in the gay club there. Um, it was very much the, you know, the American influence, the English influence, etc. Um, now and again, you would encounter some some music from New Zealand, um, and it, I was very much aware of that uh, one point of separation. From in New Zealand, so someone knew someone, or someone knew. Um, a singer from Auckland, and so we had a connection, and <laughs> we all thought we were stars because we had that connection. Um, but it was like looking back even further than that and, and just thinking, how could someone be out and, and, um, and open about who they were back then? And I think about back in the 60s and 70s and even the 80s, where being out um, in the music scene probably would have meant the end of your career. Um, and if we all just remember how long it took good old Elton to, to come to terms with who he was. Um, and that was in a much bigger and more open scene um, and was someone who was far more established so thinking back, there were, of course, um, performers. I mean, way back when New Zealanders had um, um, female impersonators and the like, um, but none of them, of course, would openly identify as same-sex oriented. Um, when I started to do the research, there was, there was some eye-opening stuff. Um, so the first one I encountered was in the 60s, and that was good old Lou Prime. Um, unfortunately, Lou didn't come out until he was dying. Um, but this was a man who contributed so much, not only to music, um, when he was a pop singer in the 60s, in the mid-60s, coming out with a few hits, um, and then on to being a manager um, for people um, like Rob Guest and, and so forth, um, and then on to working for um, Auckland Rugby. That, that surprised the heck out of me. Um, and introducing cheerleaders and the like to rugby. Um, 
that was his ongoing contribution. But I think um, when I listen to his music, it has very much that feel of the 60s, of Mary Quant, of um, miniskirts, of um, floral fabrics, and just enjoying life. So the first, first number we've got to play for you tonight is uh, Lou Prime singing Come On. a pretty uh, rocking song there we could have all danced away quite merrily I would have thought uh, so we're going to head on down to 1970s with Diamond Lil that's right actor uh, and singer, singer Marcus Craig aka Diamond Lil popularised gl- the glittering world of drag for the mainstream New Zealand his cabaret hits act features talents like Billy T. James and Tina Cross uh, his day duet with Fred Dagg made the popular charts. One moment, let me turn the page. During a concert on the 18th of July ni- in 1996, uh, Shona Lang said... No, oh, again. sorry, we're, Jump. we're jumping the gun. You are. So with Fred Dagg, of course, um, there was the number Gumboots, and here it is. Righto, kick it in the guts, Trev. Gumboots, they are wonderful. Gumboots, they are swell. Cos they keep out the water and they keep in the smell. And 
And when you're sitting round at home, you can always tell when one of the Trevs has taken off his gum boots. If it weren't for your gum boots, where would you be? You'd be in the hospital or infirmary, because you would have a dose of the flu or even pleurisy if you didn't have your feet in your gum boots. There's rugby boots and racing boots and boots for drinking rum But the only boots I'm never without are the ones that start with gum I've got short ones and long ones and some up to me belt I'm never dressed till I've got on me gum boots If it weren't for your gum boots, where would you be? You'd be in the hospital or infirmary Cos you would have a dose of the flu or even pleurisy If you didn't have your feet in your gum boots Sing at the opera, my gumboots are a must. They help me hit the high notes and protect me feet from a dust. They keep the water willowy, so my voice won't get no rust. You won't not never see me. Without me gumboots If it weren't for your gumboots Where would you be? You'd be in the hospital or infirmary Cos you would have a dose of the flu Or even pleurisy If you didn't have your feet in your gumboots Now Rob Muldoon and Rowling They haven't made a hit They're ruining the country more than just a bit. If they keep on the way they're going, we'll all be interred. So you'd better get your feet up your gum boots. If it weren't for your gum boots, where would you be? You'd be in the hospital or infirmary. Cos you would have a dose of the flu or even pleurisy. If you didn't have your feet in your gum boots. If it weren't for your gum boots, where would you be? You'd be in the hospital or infirmary. That's right, gumboots. Where would you be if you weren't for your gumboots? Uh, you'd probably be in Thai Happy, which is, you know, gumboot capital. Um, and I have heard through my research on Fred Dagg that actually his family did own a farm around Thai Happy area as well back in the days. Uh, so is definitely uh, a gumboot man. So John Clark, of course, wasn't, wasn't gay as far as I know, but certainly Diamond Lil um, was around for quite some time in the cabaret circuit in Auckland. Um, but around the same time, of course, in the early 70s, we had the emergence of Shona Lang. So Shona was one of the contest winners. We had, Around the early 70s, we had a whole range of music contests on TV. Um, and we had Shona Lang performing. Um, and one of her first songs was Show Your Love. Shona came out in... Um, 1996, um, declaring she was in a relationship with another woman. Um, and then about 13 years later, said she was no longer in a relationship and she was asexual. And that's one of the realities of our community, that people will, um, will recognise that, that sexuality is fluid, that um, people will move from space to space, 
But this is Shina Lang singing Show Your Love. You know, there's really no point in living a life unless you try to see past the hatred and war. Bring a little feeling to the fore. Once I walked alone after taking people for granted, but then I found a friend, and I know we'll be together till the end. Um, I often get told off for playing too much in our show, but I don't think you can play too much of it. Um, but yeah, so I guess one of the one of the things I do remember was way back in um, I'm going to age myself here in about 1974 or thereabouts when I was a little boy, um, watching late night TV on a Sunday, and this is a quote from Mac Bollinger from Audio Culture, and he said. 
It's a Sunday night in 1974, and New Zealand's only television channel is in black and white. Into the living rooms of the nation strides a tall, androgynous figure with dark tresses, silver eyeshadow, and white satin bell, uh, bell bottoms. Um, his scarf trailing almost to the floor, he pouts and, and preens his way through uh, an ode to a drag queen. This is Alistair Riddell. So Alistair Riddell, I think, has to be one of the most courageous people, um, one of the most creative in New Zealand's music history. He's an astonishing performer. Um, he was not part of our community as such, but he honoured, I think, our community in demonstrating the challenges or the joy of being diverse and taking on that gender binary and giving it a bit of a kick. So this is Alistair Riddell with Space Walls singing out in the street. Watch out, young love!
For some reason, that song always brings back some memories of David Bowie's sorrow. Um, there's just something about it. It sits well with me. Cam. Yes, so we're going back, a little bit back in time now, to the start of the 1970s with two wonderful people I have met personally, and I am not the one said biggest fans, but I am definitely their fans, uh, the Top Twins. That's right. They have uh, perf- performed, uh, they perform as country singers, uh, comedy duo since 1970. They started singing together and performing when they were children busking on Auckland's Queen Street in the 1980s. And I do believe so without permits, not that they would ever admit that. Um, uh, was the formative dy- dynamic... Uh, as entertainers, they were regularly featured on Friday night appearances. Um, they were they would also they were known for singing political songs for protest uh, about the, the Maori land rights at Bastion Point, nuclear free New Zealand. They've also been openly lesbian since nineteen since the nineteen seventies, um, and were advocates for homosexual law reform. But uh, talking to them, they pretty much say they were lesbian from birth. Um, much to their parents' disgust, no, not disgust, but um, you know, having twins and they were both lesbians—that's uh, always a shock to get used to. Uh, but in 2006, Jules was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, and underwent treatment. Uh, from this experience, the sisters incorporated uh, the st- uh, Jules' personal story of treatment and recovery into a Top Twins stage show that toured New Zealand, including raising funds for New Zealand Breast Cancer Foundation. I I think I even went to one of their shows in Dannyburg, of all places. Uh, Yes, that's right, Dannyburg, whose shows? Uh, She and her sister Linda were already breast cancer activists and continued to use their celebrity status to educate the public uh, about this disease. So we're going to play their song, uh, Martina. Oh, 
on down to the 1980s uh the squeeze featured music from auckland bands yep. uh yep uh toy love uh the marching girls and the features it was an interesting movie it was probably one of new zealand's first gay movies or gay focused movies but it was good to see that um there was auckland um post-punk music being being promoted throughout the movie. Um, it was soon after that that we started to see um, some of our own local LGBT performers along with Top Twins coming through and of course one of the ones who did come through in the 90s was Mika Haka who has recently well and truly blotted his coffee book. Um, but Mika was certainly um, connected with the likes of Delvanius and um, and Delvanius' team. In fact, I think it was Delvanius who helped make it um, identify his name. I do remember um, back in the 80s, Delvanius coming to some of the gay dances we had um, in, over in Sydenham. Um, but as well, in the early 2000s, of course, we had Mahina Rangi Toka. Um, we lost her, unfortunately, in 2008. Um, when she died of asthma um, but she was a potent um, and seminal figure in contemporary New Zealand uh, music making this is Mahina Rangitanka uh, singing Forever street 
I think it was really interesting um, looking back into the 80s and, and 90s, thinking back to those, those dance nights, um, seeing people like Delvania. So I don't, I don't think he was gay or anything, but he was clearly an ally. And having people like that connecting with our community, it made a difference. When we had people like the Top Twins standing up and saying, we are who we are when we had um, others coming forward and standing alongside us as allies. Um, I don't think we can ever underestimate the value of allies. During homosexual law reform, of course, there were groups like HUG, um, Heterosexuals Unafraid of Gays, who stood alongside us and bore witness to the discrimination, the contempt, and the sheer hell we were facing um, at the time. And I think it really did something to have um, these strong allies, to have the likes of the top twins performing boldly and being who they were and saying, we're not going away, we're going to be here and we're going to be part of who this country is. Um, so yeah, but in 2007, we had Anika Moa. And Anika is still around, of course. She's performing, uh, she performs regularly, and she is a TV star and a radio star. On a, on a radio station we will not mention. <laughs> true, true, not, not this radio station. We are de dedicated fans of Manu or Two People's Radio, MPR, or as we like to call it on our show, MPR. Triple Nine AM. So, um, Definitely with um, Anika Moa. She, I understand she has recently separated from her wife, but she's a bold and brave woman and she stands with us. She is one of our whanau and this is her singing Miss Universe. <laughs> Something out of a 
that was Anikamar. And we're going to jump a year to 2008 uh, to someone by the name of Philippa Margaret or Pip Brown, who is a.k.a. Lady Hawk. Uh, yes, that's right. Lady Hawk is a New Zealand's singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. Uh, she took her stage name from Richard... Uh, Downer's down 1985 film Lady Hawk, um, and so obviously uh, coming out was quite of a, a challenging thing. Um, it's not that it's really a thing, but it was a, a challenging time for her because obviously for her she felt that, uh, and for many of us, sexuality is a spectrum um, in a continuum, and depending on where you are within that continuum, um, will be how you identify. But obviously most people often find that it's a, a box. It's a, you've got to tick this box or that box, or it's very black and white. Um, so for, for some it is a challenge, and you know she's had boyfriends and uh, girlfriends, but definitely from her account, all the from her accounts, she likes girls more than boys. So um, fantastic. But a little bit about her, she uh, broke up with her... First band in 2003, and she moved to Melbourne and uh, partnered up with Sarah Larnick. Formed a band, became an item, um, and Larnick did a lot of... And Brown, they did a lot of stuff together. The band uh, was called Teenage. Mm. Uh, They obviously subsequently since parted and... uh, uh, went their separate ways, uh, but here is the song "My Delusion" by Lady Hawk.
indeed, and on to 2011, um, New Zealand encountered, I guess, its answer to Lady Gaga with um, one of Mother Monster's children, um, a character named Patty Boy. Um, so Patty Boy has steadily built a following through social networking sites like YouTube and uh, Tumblr, um, despite releasing what are generally considered to be some of the worst songs in recorded history. However, I think he's fabulous, um, or they're fabulous, and this is Burn the Closet. why some of that music that person would play would be uh, mm-hmm. uh, challenged, to say the least. But we're going to head on down to 2014 uh, with Lizzie Marvely. That's right. And the 28-year-old came out in 2018 uh, on a social media account saying she was honoured uh, to be nominated for the Celebrity Alley Award uh, at the LGBTQI uh, Awards, but she didn't accept it couldn't accept the award. The New Zealand LGBTI Alley Awards are for people outside the LGBTI community uh, who are active voices in the fight for equality and inclusion. So obviously, uh, as she came out as bisexual, that would uh, null and void getting that award. Um, but she revealed she was in a she revealed she was in a relationship with another woman. Uh, went on to add that over the past few years she had slowly been coming out to her family and friends, um, and she'd known. No, I knew she's quoted as I knew it's 2018, and it shouldn't be a big deal. But honestly, it hasn't been easy. Uh, she wrote her an Instagram Instagram page, and for a lot of the young people out there that I. Uh, work with a no, it is the case. It's not an easy thing to do to to come out to a lot of your friends and family who you're the most closest to because a lot of people don't know if they will still have those friends and families. And I hear every day of stories of people who are, uh, are left homeless when they come out to their family and their friends. Um, and that's not okay. So I, I can truly understand how for some people it's not a big deal but for others it means everything if they if their life is not the same 
But on that note, we're going to go to the song Generation Young by Lizzie Marvelly. person Possum Plowers who is non-binary and performs with the pop punk band um, Open Sight. Um, they talked about uh, a couple of years ago um, kissing their partner outside a countdown and being verbally abused um, by um, homophobic passers-by um, and how they dealt to these this person particularly online. It's interesting how um, the online world has become more and more part of who we are. Um, but this is uh, Open Side with Kiss Me. Can't miss my chance to get to know you.
there was Kiss Me. Um, so it's and it's interesting just reading reading here. Um, obviously, the band Openside really gained its recognition in 2016 when uh, British pop star Ellie Goulding sneakily asked them to. Uh, open through two shows in New Zealand so often that's all it takes is a little break for one of our little old New Zealand singer, songwriters, artists and they are on the world stage, I mean Lord is a prime example, didn't take much for you to take off worldwide um, so yes so that is all we have on our list, so our last one for the last evening song. Yep. last song before we uh, depart the stage is Back to our two wonderful divas we mentioned earlier on in the night, mm. the Top Twins. Yes, that's right. In, 2000, in a 2018 interview, Jules Top said that in speaking out and standing strong, she believes others will see the truth in what you're saying and will and will come along with you. Unto- the song Untouchable Girls, which is our last song for the evening, uh, as a song that reflects the idea, it challenges people to stand up and have the guts to change the world is one of the top twins most well. And it's one of the top twins well-known songs with lyrics that celebrate their individuality, their sexuality and their activism. A song that s- s- sexually represents their life. So here we have Untouchable Girls.
such an awesome song. Um, I just want to take this opportunity to thank Manawatu People's Radio for giving us the challenge to look into our own history of music in this country. Um, the connections, the allies, the supports, and the LGBT people who have been part of the music industry here um, and who continue to be the newly emerging acts, um, the new talents. Um, it's utterly fabulous and it's so good to be part of seeing it happen. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And now my uh, last word for the people on our regular show, we do the, the words for the people, and uh, my quote for this week uh, is to challenge everybody out there to be more supportive and more engaging in the community um, and supportive of the rainbow and gender diverse community. And the quote I have, and I was given it uh, by a dear friend of, of mine, was, uh, commitment without currency is counterfeit. Yeah, so mighty Paki Paki for our hosts from Palmy Pride. Uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, the rather insightful look into New Zealand history. I wasn't aware. I suspect there might be a part two down the line. All right. <laughs> Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.